Good morning. We're continuing Chayyadim. Hilcha Shabbos, Klal Gimel, and we're learning some involved. I'm not going to read the next part of the Chayyadim inside. I just want to, or most of it, not inside. I wanted to address the point that he's saying outside. He raises uh, the concern on the, the when it comes to the a case of Soda, that a Soda which is Barisus is Mutter, and Kablonus, we have this Marasai initial. So why is a Rhesus Mutter, and is, why is Kablonus a, pro- a problem of Marasayan? So what's the difference between a Rhesus and Kablonus? A Rhesus is a person who's a sharecropper. So a person works the field and takes some of the actual produce of the field for himself. A Kablon is a person who works the field and gets paid for the work. So confusing a Kablon with a Skiryom is quite easy. Or believing that the, the focus over here is the Jew is quite easy to make that mistake. The Aris is clearly working for himself. He gets a portion of whatever is produced is for himself. So the, the Aris is clearly focused on his own needs. So because the person, people who witness this see that the individual is taking for themselves, they will immediately jump to the conclusion that the goal over here is for the person working for himself. Whereas the case of the Kablon, uh, they have to find out uh, that the person's getting paid, how he's getting paid, they're not sure how he's getting paid, and it leaves itself open open for a much more confusing situation. So a soda, which the person has an arrangement of a rhesus, there's no concern of a, a cheshat or marasayin. Practically, we don't have that, we don't live in an agricultural society, we don't have sharecroppers nowadays, for the most part. Um, and uh, so that heter will become pretty much irrelevant for us. It's much we are much more grappling with the non-Jew doing work under the umbrella of either a kablon or a skiryoim with the concern of the chashad, which is possible. At the end of the uh, the the simon, he points out this idea that we mentioned in regards to the concept of, of Tchum Shabbos, the second half of it, four lines before the end. The concern over here is not because he's, is that he's actually doing something halachically wrong, it's because people will be chayshed. If this, this which the, the non-Jew is doing is beyond the Tchum, so no Jew can reach there. It's not obvious to the Jews whether the guy is working on Shabbos. They have no way of knowing that. So the non-Jew in that situation is going to be allowed uh, to uh, work because he is, his arrangement is an arrangement of Kablonus. So luckily it's much of the concern of Cheshad is irrelevant because the Jews can't reach there. Um, it's clear from the way the Chayyotan presents this that the it's not necessary for the Concern of Cheshad to know that it belongs to a which specific Jew? Oh, it's Ruvain's field. Um, it's a Jew's field is enough to make it problematic. Uh, even that, where it seems to be that because the fields in general are, are a public situation, even if it's not known that it belongs to a Jew, if it's a possibility that people can find that out, that's already enough to create the concern of a Cheshad. The only scenario which is mutter is when there's no access at all uh, to Jews to that situ- to that place. On a practical level, this creates uh, a interesting concern. Nowadays, we have we have non from Jews who could be anywhere. So, is, does the hetter of Tchum apply that if a person is in a place where uh, it's possible that some non from Jews live, 
or will be passing by, even though they actually do not have a concern with Cheshach because they don't know the halacha or they're not makbed on the halacha, the whole concern of that doesn't apply. The assumption of the person is we still have a concern. The fact is a Jew could be there, a Jew could find out about it, a Jew could know about it, a Jew could uh, draw wrong conclusions from it. That goes back to the point. So he said, what the concern of the Cheshach is, that's going to be a concern. Now he ends up Vaoster Libnus Afilubay Besaknesis Bishabis Avagab the Habitsarak Mitsushal Rabin Mishal Rabin. Uh we this concern of Khashad overrides even the, the idea it's a need for the, the Rabin and it's a Shalmitzvah, the concern of Khashad will still override. However, the Piskim Shabur points out in a situation which we are concerned, if the the guy says, if you don't allow me to work on Shabbos, I quit the whole job, and the the the, the build the, the basic knesses will not be built. So in that situation, we are allowed to ha- we we are allowed to have the non-Jew continue to work on Shabbos, but it's only if it's kablonus, and we should find some vehicle of publicizing that the arrangement is arrangement of kablonus. Um, there is one more argument that the Bira Lacha talks about. Um, the idea of allowing a non-Jew to work, the Goyim or Makbed, in his time, the Goyim Makbed on, on their Sabbath, not to do any work at all. Um, and here we have the Jews, as it were, certain arranging for work to be done on our Shabbos. So there's a potential Chil Hashem involved in that. So if, if there isn't a need to do this, we're not going to rely on any leniencies because the opposite for kid, from Kiddush Hashem will, of, will develop. Uh, but a case where the result will be that it will never happen, we're going to rely on these coolers. Uh, have a good day.